Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Kathy Bird, Fresh Art producer. Today, we're on Randall's Island, standing in front of a small tented performance space on the great green lawn outside the north entrance of Freeze, New York. We've come to meet Israeli artist Nama Sabar and TomTom magazine publisher Mindy Abovitz to learn about their collaboration for Freeze. Theirs is literally an outsider project, a free four-day outdoor music festival featuring 17 bands. You're about to hear how the artist and the publisher brought music to meet an art fair. But first, we'll share a few moments we spent with the band Teague during their rehearsal. It's so great to have a chance to talk to you here at Freeze and to participate as an observer of your project here on the lawn outside the fair. Yeah. Tell me what gave you the idea to do something called Without. Well, the project actually, even though the live part of it is outside, it was generated from inside. So basically, um, Freeze gave me a booth inside the fair. And what I did with the booth is cut out the floor of it, leaving a three-foot hole in the fair exposing the grass underneath, so bringing the inside in, bringing, you know, the scenery into the fair, and then taking that floor, putting it outside, and in a different landscape, different location, that floor shifts from being a floor to display art in, to a, a stage to perform on. Then that floor became a stage for a music festival. And once I understood that, dynamic, you know, sculptural dynamic, architectural dynamic of taking something out of the fair and rendering it for another use, for another kind of cultural expression. I uh, approached Mindy Abovitz of TomTom magazine, which is the only magazine in the world that's dedicated to female drummers. And I asked her to create the festival that would be on this uh, fair booth floor because I wanted her to put her agenda on stage. For me, it, it was much about kind of like the inside and the outside, both like the inside being, you know, showing art objects, something that is the aftermath of an action, of a sculptural act, of a painterly act, right? Uh, but here, it's actually happening in real time. So it is performative. It is something that's durational, that has a start and an end. And that tension between those two worlds was really interesting for me to explore. And therefore also without the borders of the tent, of the art fair tent. But it's also something that is there and not there at the same time. Yeah. How does this connect with your previous projects? A lot of my art deals and explores overwhelming all-encompassing environments, specifically nightlife environments and musical environments. I zoom in on the materials and objects that serve a functional purpose within these environments to make them work, but are many times hidden. So they're kind of like behind the scenes. 
And so here, I think for me, taking out the floor from the fair inside, this all-encompassing environment that you go into and you get sucked into, and it's like a very specific world. So taking the very basic element that is used to display art and to, you know, without a floor, you can't show art in an art booth. It's very basic. Uh, it's cutting the floor beneath your, your feet. Um, so for me, sculpturally, that it made really sense within my practice to, to use that element as the stage for the festival. How is it unlike everything you've done before? I've never had a music festival with 17 bands. It is overwhelming. It's ridiculous. It is everything that I thought I could never do, you know? So it's in a way like a dream that I never dared to dream happening. So I think it tells a lot about Freeze as well, that they're kind of backing this. It is outside of their comfort zone. And just in the terms of having live bands here, a different kind of aesthetic, a different kind of sound aesthetic. It's bringing another world that's really different from the art world, although it is a cultural world, into its playground. And uh, ambitious-wise, it's the most ambitious project I've done to date. What is your history with art fairs? What is your relationship with art fairs personally or professionally? Uh Professionally, I, sh I did my first art fair um, very soon, in 2007, um, in Basel, in, in Switzerland, with a very big project in Art Statements, Art Basel. And from the get-go, it was like a very big, maybe harder-to-sell project, you know, kind of ambitious that way. But through the years, I've been showing in art fairs, um, sometimes just, you know, in regular booths, kind of doing things that are more uh, market-oriented, and then projects that are a bit bigger and I'm thinking about the context of the art fair itself. This, again, by far is, is the most specific project I did in an art fair, for an art fair, about an art fair. And how did you meet Mindy? Well, I came here from Israel six years ago, 2008, and very early on, I met Mindy. I love what she's doing. I love her magazine. I love her agenda. I love what she's promoting and that she's promoting it wholeheartedly. Um, and we started collaborating very early on. She put a piece of mine in her magazine, one of my earlier pieces that deals with the drum kit and the drum case. Then very naturally and organically, she became a musical collaborator where a lot of my sculptures can be musically activated and I work with musicians to activate them, and uh, specifically Mindy is part of a band I call the Felt Band, which is uh, the activation of big felt sculptures that I make, and playing them, performing in uh, galleries, in art fair settings. So yeah, it's, it's an ongoing collaboration. tells how she landed in New York City and what motivated her to launch TomTom Tom magazine. Mindy, how did you get to New York City? And why is this a good place for you to be? I got there via a van in 2002. I 
got here without realizing why I belonged here. And that's been unfolding since I got here. And I'm here because I'm a musician, I'm an artist, I'm a media maker, and I'm a freak. And that's who I think makes up New York. So I'm in the perfect place. I'm wondering about percussion. Why Tom Tom Magazine? What is your goal with the publication? I'm a drummer and I'm a feminist and I was a riot girl when I was a teenager and I took for granted that that movement would have made enough changes that by the time I was in my mid-twenties I would be in a more egalitarian music world. And I've consistently worked in the music industry since I was given a bass when I was 14 years old. I remember just being surrounded by music. I've worked at Main Drag Music, East Village Radio, I've done live sound, and I looked around and I was at this point in my late 20s and realized that there was still a large disparity between men and women in the music world. And being a drummer, I obviously could see the disparity in drummers the most. That was sort of like, that's my forte. So I set out to change that by starting the magazine, both online and print, through events, through talks and workshops, to try to literally increase the number of girls and women drummers there are worldwide. That's my goal, period. And how's it going? It's going really great. In the four years, four and a half years that I've been working on Tom Tom, I've had the ability to collaborate with not only artists, but also with many industry mover and shakers in the music industry world, also media makers, who are all helping make the changes that we need to one day just everyone can play whatever they want and not think twice about their gender when they do so. That's my goal. And are you meeting that goal through this festival, the way you curated the projects here? Every single thing we do within the magazine is to promote women and girl drummers. So in that regard, yes. The exposure to the art world, that actually, to answer that question, this is a place for me to be creative and to do what I do every day. It, when I do this, it's usually very pragmatic and here at Freeze and here with Not Mom, I'm able to step back a tiny bit and use it as a place to comment on the work we do within TomTom. Tom. So yes, this is promoting female drummers, but usually we do so in a very straightforward way. This is in a way in which people can contemplate it a bit more. Do you feel like you're going to get the attention of fairgoers? Yeah, we already, ha we already, we already have. have. We will continue to. We're just presenting really great music and all the bands happen to have female drummers in them. Yeah. And the fact there is an echo of the project inside, you know, even if they don't come to hear the music specifically, the content is there already or is not there. Nama talks about the disparities she sees in the art world and how they're represented inside the art fair tent. I also wanted to comment regarding the art world, music world, and inequality, gender inequality in both, that this project specifically is also a mirror held up to the art world and specifically what's going on inside that big tent, whereas we're displaying around 70% female musicians inside there uh, presenting probably 70 to 80% male artists because that is what dominates the art market. And I think the fact that this is a free festival that anybody can come and listen to and that is a paid, you know, fair. I think all those kind of dividers, invisible dividers, but yet so present are the things we are touching upon and we are, you know, taking small steps and some big steps to change. So I think this is one of those steps. 
Mindy introduces the bands performing in the festival. Tom Tom typically curates festivals that cross genres and skill level. Um, and that's what we're doing here over the next four days with all 17 bands. Um, so we have, you know, very technical bands, very raw bands, bands that have playing together for years, bands that have just started. And the intention there is just to have like a sampler for, for the audience, wet their palate in all these different areas of music. Ideally, that's happening under the tent visually, and we're doing it audibly out here. We have one of the the best jazz drummers in the country performing with her trio called the Honey Ear Trio. We also have a band from Barcelona, Doble Platina, that are um, kind of shoegazy pop music. We have a two-piece from Tel Aviv that's more punk. had some kind of math rock earlier today, uh, Balancer. Uh, being the publisher of the magazine, um, I get emails, phone calls, text messages, word of mouth, you know, everybody's telling me about their favorite drummer who's a girl or woman. So that happened with Gabriela Jimeno, who's the drummer for Balancer. My friend Chris Cuccino from Critter and Guitari introduced us early on and I'm looking for a lot of things when I'm looking for a drummer that I want to feature in the magazine or a drummer that I'd want to put in a festival. And she encompasses um, pretty much everything that I think, essentially I'm looking for drummers that can stand for another whole group of drummers so we can all relate and find ourselves within the larger picture of Tom Tom. So she is um, a Berkeley trained drummer. She's relatively young. The band is young and ambitious. They just moved to New York and they're style is very intellectual. I had the chance to speak with two members of Balancer after their performance on the outdoor stage. We have been working with Mindy uh, for a couple of months now. She runs a great magazine uh, in New York that's only about female drummers, and I am a female drummer. So that's how I got to meet her in the first place. And she just uh, works a lot with different artists around New York. So. When she started working with the art fair, she invited us, which is great. So we're here. (laughs) Tell me about the genre of music that you play. What would I have heard if I had been lucky enough to be here? Well, I would say it's kind of um, mellow and colorful rock. There's a lot of melodies and uh, a lot of details. We're only three of us, but we're playing a lot of instruments, so... There's just a lot of details and I think it's 
music for everyone. listening to Nama Sabar and Mindy Abovitz on Fresh Talk. Read more about their collaboration on freshartinternational.com. Let's continue our conversation on Facebook and Twitter, where you'll find us at freshartintl. To hear the story of another outsider project at Freeze New York this year, go to our site and click on Fresh Talk Koki Tanaka. Koki's introduction to the invisible communities on Randall's Island also involves music, Count Basie, and a saxophone player who can whistle. So where to from here? Space. Outer space. And beyond. We are, uh, you know, 24-7 operation, each of us. Together we're 14 days, 48 hours. We're just, you know, moving on to the next projects and uh, our paths will cross again many times. Yeah, I'm already thinking about what I want to do next with Nama. (laughs) 